Welcome, precious one. The message you are about to listen to will bless and enlighten you, and we're delighted about this. Ministering is Reverend Elijah, pastor of Christ Glory Ministries. Stay tuned, and God bless you. Satan wants you to focus on those things that have not happened yet in your personal lives. And discouragement will always weaken your faith. There are things that are going to happen in your life. There are things that are not going to take long. There are things that by your prayer, by your declaration, by your seed, you sown, they have been settled. They are going to happen. In fact, they are not long for manifestations. And what all God is expecting from you and desiring from you is for you to be steadfast in your faith and continue praising, not allowing yourself or your heart to be moved by that thing that Satan keeps drawing your attention to that it has not happened. You are not moving forward. It has not happened. Because the manifestation is not far from where you are at the moment. I hear what I'm saying. But he tries to draw your attention to those particular things. And when that happens, when discouragement sets in, now your faith is weakened. Now you cannot pray. Now you cannot give thanks to God. You are down. And sometimes all it takes for people to be down is just one remembrance of something that has not happened yet. And the moment they remember that that has not happened yet, suddenly the countenance goes down. I heard me this morning. Glory to Jesus. I'm explaining something to you. Amen? Sometimes... There are things that people experience and it doesn't make sense in the eyes of men. I following me. I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking to somebody this morning. There are things that people may experience and it doesn't make sense to others because they feel like, ah, if, 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 if you are really praying, you are, not, you are living righteous, you are sowing your seed, God loves you. You must not be experiencing some of these things. Now let me explain something to you. God wants to. Oh, please don't miss this. I hear me. Don't miss this. And I wish that everybody was here today to hear what I'm about to say. But I thank God that it's being recorded because you shouldn't miss this. Listen to what I'm telling you very, very carefully. Okay? God wants to qualify you by his own standard. God wants to qualify you for certain glory, certain liftings by his own standard. Not by the general public standard. Not by general people's approval standard. That is why a person like Joseph or a person may be doing all the things that Person B is doing praying, so he doing everything. That person B is excelling, prospering, having jobs, children, everything. And person A is doing the same thing, but at a point it doesn't yet seem like he's having the same results. But person A is doing the same thing. Now, what I mean by God wants to qualify you by His own standard is this: the race for person A. Within it, God can put a particular thing, just one thing, that 
within these three months or within this one year, let three people offend him and let him forgive them. When he forgives them, I have qualified him by my own standard. Now, that is the standard to God by which he has qualified the person. So do you know what happens? After that person passes that period and God lifts him out, ah, the person made a mistake. Ah, the person did that sin. But God is not bringing the person down. Because God did not lift the person by the standards of men or by the general standards. He lifted that man by that particular standard he set for the man. So as long as that man has never broken that standard, he will never go down. I, did you catch what I said? What I told you is very deep. Did you catch it? So, sometimes in your life, there are peculiar standards that God has set within your own work that would defy the general perspective. I get what I'm saying. We all know that naturally. Jacob, uh, Joseph, didn't make, Joseph didn't steal from anybody. He wasn't a thief. He wasn't a liar. He wasn't, uh, you know, a, a, a rude boy. He, he didn't even want to sleep with his master's wife. Are you hear what I'm saying? So, if such a person who is righteous, why is he going through all this? In fact, at a point, Potiphar can stand up and say, you who are even doing all this, look at me, I'm your boss. I'm better off than you. I'm the one feeding you. What do you think? Forget that your righteousness. God did not want to lift Joseph by those standards. Hear me. He wanted to lift Joseph by the standard he has set for him. I hear it. It's the same thing that applies to people like Saul and David. Saul's standard was different. David's standard was different. That's why though David did many offenses against God, God never took the throne from David. But Saul did one thing and God took it away. Samson had many errors and many mistakes. Yet there was only one thing which was to break the vow. People think it was because he slept with a woman or he whatever. It was because he broke the vow because in the vow is that you must not cut your hair. That's the vow. So, God's standard for him is that if you don't cut your hair, I will be with you. Forget everything. I will be with you. Are you hearing me? So, sometimes there may be certain peculiar standards in a man's life. God is just bringing you to qualify for that standard. Once that happens, the rest is history. The other day, the Lord told me something. And I'm sharing it with you in addition to this one. God is just. Are you hearing me? He has no favorites. Are you with me? So how does, how will God be able to give you something that is greater than someone or not usual among others? He began to teach me. I was in a period of fasting. And he began to teach me. He said that, so what he does is this. Are you listening? He creates a new standard or a new measurement so that when you qualify or hit that fulfillment 
He can crown you with a reward that is above everybody else. And this is the illustration he gave me. He said that, for example, we all know 100 meters is a certified sprint. Are you with me? So, everybody, there is a particular measurement that when you hit 100 meters by under 10 seconds, you break world record, true or false? He says that that is just. So, in the moment, no matter who the, whether the person is an Arab, Muslim, woman, lady, the moment you break that record under 10 seconds, 100 meters, he is just. You have to be rewarded in a particular way. Are you with me? So, what he does is this he creates 150 meters. And when he creates the 150 meters, he will still cause you, help you, and you will break the 10 second record which they break at 100 meters. You will break at 150 meters. When that happens, and he crowns you with something greater than what others expected, he is just. He has not been partial. Come on, guys, are you here? Did you get what I said? He said, when that happens, and he crowns you with something greater, something unusual, he has not been impartial. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because God must be just at all times. The perspective from humans is that because we do not have insight in some of his ways and some of the things, we complain when we shouldn't be complaining. Are you hearing me? We are sad when we shouldn't be sad. We are sad when we should be giving thanks. We are depressed when we should be going to church with thanksgiving offering. Are you here this morning? Yes, Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you that you are being lifted above the regular. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you here this morning? Yes. If we ended here, somebody has been blessed already. Hallelujah. Yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hebrews chapter 11. I'm sharing something with you titled Framing Your World. Glory to God. Say Framing Your World. Framing Your World. Hebrews chapter 11. So the Bible says that now faith is a substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. Glory to Jesus. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Amen? Let us all read that verse together. Verse 3. One, two, go. No, pause. Let's read it better. One, one more time. One, two, go. Mm-hmm. 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 One more time. For the last time and with boldness and loudness, let's read it. Praise God. So powerful, so powerful. He says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. 
so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Are you watching this? In other words, it's telling you that through faith, we can cause things to appear or things to be made out of things which do not appear. Are you following? He's telling you that through faith, we know that God framed the worlds by his word. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. In essence, he's trying to explain to you that faith is the vehicle by which we are able to bring things into being out of, out of things that are not seen or are not existent. Glory to God. So he says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Now, I want us to study this verse a bit because there are some details in it that are very powerful for us. Glory to God. That will help us understand some important things. So we say that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Now, in the Bible, especially in the New Testament, the word world has two words in the original manuscript that are used to make reference to it. Praise God. Or that means world. So, in the Greek language, which is where the English is translated from in the Bible, there are two words that are used for world, I would mean. And like I've explained to you, all these things are important because when you want to understand the Bible very well, you need to know what the word actually means. Is, is it the same thing? Because English uses only one word for love, for example, I would mean. Only one word for love. But in the Greek, there are about four or five words that are used for love. And they are all different kinds of love. I hear it. So, there is love for family and love for animal pets. It's called storge. Then there is the love for a friend. You know, an acquaintance. That love is called phileo in the Greek. I hear me. Then there is intimate love or sexual love or erotic love, which in the Greek is called eros. You see? Then there is the unconditional kind of love, God's kind of love, which is called agape in the Greek. But English uses one word, love, for all these four. So how will you know that at a particular point, this love he's talking about is friendship love or this love is erotic love between a man and his, his wife are you getting me this is why we do deeper studies to know exactly what is meant there are you hearing me so that we don't misinterpret the scripture glory to god and it's a duty of us as believers to study amen so that is why we bring out those things so that we people can we, we can understand and get the right context of what God is telling us. Glory to Jesus. So the word world here, in the Greek, there are two words that are used for world. The first one is cosmos. And immediately you can help us project it. The first word is the first word is cosmos, which is K-O-S-M-O-S. Cosmos. Are you seeing that? Cosmos. Now what it means is that it is it refers to the arrangement of earthly matter it refers to the physical earth the tangible earth 
arrangement. You see, arrangement. So, when a person enters a place and even certain things are arranged, we can talk about it and say the cosmos of this place. And physically and generally, the earth, the physical earth, is the cosmos. Glory to God. Referring to all its physicality, plants, creatures, everything. Let me open. There are two scriptures there. Let's go to Matthew 13 verse 35. Let me open it quickly over here. So it says, it says this, that it might be fulfilled was spoken by the prophet saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. Are you getting me? This world here refers to the cosmos, which speaks of the physical earth. So he says that he will utter things which have been kept secret from the beginning, from the founding of the world. Glory to God. Again, when we go to 1 Peter 3 verse 3, there's an interesting use of that terminology there. Cosmos. Glory to God. 1 Peter 3 verse 3 says, talking about a woman and their makeup and dressing, says, whose adorning, let it not be of, let it not be that outward adorning or plating of the hair and of wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel. Now the word adorning there is also cosmos. Are you getting me? Which speaks of arrangements. So the way a woman can arrange her hair, arrange her wig, arrange her earrings, it refers to what? Arrangements. Glory to God. So, that first word is cosmos. Say cosmos. Say cosmos. Somebody said, I love your cosmos. Praise God. Now, the second word used is the word for well, you know, world in the New Testament is aeon or ion. Ion or eon. So, this is one spelling of it. Another spelling is E-O-N. So, ion. Now, Aeon refers to a cause of life. Are you getting me? A system of life. A system of life. A cause of life. A particular way in which life goes in a particular place. Whereas cosmos refers to the arrangement or the physicality, aeon refers to the way the life within that cosmos goes. So it refers to a course of life, a framed or ordered structure in which one's experience of life goes. Did you catch this? So the way a person's life, everybody is on earth, but the way a person's life is going is their aeon. Do you catch it now? The systems and the structures of the experience within the cosmos is their what? Their aeon. Aeon also refers to an age or a period. So, there has been one cosmos so far, but within this cosmos, there have been different aeons. For example, there was the aeon of the law, which was the period, the age of the law, where the law was the administration for righteousness by God. Then there was the age or the period where there was innocence. Are you following? So within one cosmos, there have been different aeons. Do you follow? So the, the cosmos is a physical structure. It is there. But the aeon refers to the system and the course of experience of a person. The way people 
or one's life goes on within that cosmos. Are you following? The structures, the systems, what shall be, what ought to be. Now, keep this in mind as we let, okay, let's look at some scriptures about it. Let's go back to Matthew 13, 22, and then we look at Luke 20, verse 24. Matthew 13, verse 22. Praise God. He says, He also that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word. And the care of this world, do you see the world there? That is not cosmos, that is what? Aeon. Why? Because the cares of the world that refers to the person's experience of life. What I will eat tomorrow, what I'm going through today, what I need, what the bills have not yet paid, the things that are on me as pressure. Those ones are not tree or water or fish or earth or ground. Are you getting me? Those are not cosmos. Do you understand? Those ones are what? The aeon of a person. So it says the care of this world, you see, this age, this aeon, the current experience of life. So he says that this person receives seed. He's talking about the parable of Soa. This person receives seed. He's, he hears the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. And it's the same as we experience today. There are people who may have heard the word of God. Even gave the house to Christ at a point. Heard the word of God. But as the cares and the pressures of this world were mounting up, they said, Charlie, I need to pass somewhere because I know she too much. The Bible said the cares of this world, the pressure. So he goes on Facebook, he sees somebody posted something, they said, oh, cash something or whatever. He said, Charlie, he has to pass over because this one day is too hot. Praise God. Or somebody else. They abandoned the word because the pressure at that point has become too crazy. Jesus said, such people, it's not that they didn't hear the word, they heard it. But the care of the aeon. Are you here somebody? The care of the aeon. And the deceitfulness of riches. What is the deceitfulness of riches? There is many. But one of them is that the ideology that once I get it, every other thing will be solved. Which is a half truth. Listen, money is so important. Money is so good. Money is so necessary. No doubt about it. And we as a ministry, we are going to be so rich and so well to the point people, they say we've done like a while or do whatever. We are going to one of the richest ministries in the world. I'm telling you. When I talk and believe me, I have seen people queuing for our midweek service, not Sunday service. Midweek. <laughs> I was taken into the future. It was not so far. Midweek service. And it's not young people. Though. It's a mixture of adults plus young people. You, you are talking about people, businessmen, CEOs. And they are in a queue. Because we have not, we hadn't begun. The, the miracle has not yet started. And I was there watching it. But as at the time, people were outside. And they've already, nobody told them to form the queue. They've just formed the queue already. 
and they are there waiting and people are coming and they are, but even inside service has not begun it's earlier than the 6 p.m and things are being put in place for the service to begin i hear what i'm saying a lot is going to happen i'm telling you we must stay focused glory to god so it says that so as i was saying money is good say money is good say money is good yes there are some unnecessary things that people are going through today. Money can solve. Just one check can solve it. There are some insults that money can just change once. 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 I'm telling you. <laughs> me, I told you that. That debate about should a woman cook, a man cook. Me, to me, is poverty debate. I'm telling you. When King Artaxerxes in the book of Esther, when he was so abundant, he never tried to please the queens. The queens rather try to please the king because they know that they are replaceable. So when Vashti misbehaved and she was replaced, Esther by wisdom, she took over. Praise God. I hear it. And I heard that it was an argument between some co-workers or so. I, I don't follow some of but that's what I heard that is between some co-workers. And the interesting thing is that that same co-worker who probably raised up the issue, if they probably, if let's say Magdan, you know Magdan, passed that same comment, she may not have said anything, she may have laughed. <laughs> she may have just laughed. But because that gentleman is probably still like a benzene, or even if he is driving, this, the car is driving is not really in this special one. He became a bone of contention. Praise the Lord. So sometimes one of these things they are just poverty debates. Sometimes it can be on other grounds, but reality is that you see when. Okay, let me leave down so that we don't digress. Do I, I hear what I'm saying. So everything we do in this ministry, listen, pour your everything. I will never forget something that Sir Elvis said some two years ago or so. I'll never forget it. Me, there are things I don't forget to. I wait for the elevations to come. To come. Then in front of multitudes, I'll say, yes, call that gentleman for me. Say, call Danny. Call Seth. Say, call Joy. I'll hold the hand. I'll say, yes. It's person. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I've, I always leave it out. In my privacy, in my room, I leave it out. I leave it out. I taught you visualization. Did I teach you? <laughs> what do you think I've been doing? Same before I taught you. Praise God. And beyond visualization, I have lived, I have been taken into the future. So I'll not forget something Elvis said some years ago. He was supposed to lead prayers at the Tabora one evening, and then he said that some of us, when he stood before the, the church, and he said, Some of us, all we have 
is this. It is either this works or this works. Because for some of us, we don't have any other plan B. We are pouring all our focus, all our hearts into this. I stood there quietly. I didn't say anything. But I heard what he said. That shows you that some people have backup plan. But some people, they are pouring their all. And you see, these are the reasons why sometimes when the Lord blesses certain people in a particular capacity and some people get jealous, it's unwarranted. For example, sometimes I make comments like, oh, you will let me leave that one. Praise God. What am I trying to tell you? Faithfulness, loyalty, peace. Are you hearing me? Yes. Peace. Peace. Tell somebody beside you, it pays to be loyal. It pays to be faithful. It pays to stand. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. Glory to God. Yeah. The future when you come and of course will not be here being a better, bigger place. And we have special seats reserved for some people. And you come and you see Sister Joy sitting there. You come and see Kiko sitting there. And you're like, ah, I don't know where you Where were you? Where were you? Well, perfume here, I'm seeing. Part perfume in Tiyama, I'm met now. What do you mean? Oh, high heel, I'm seeing part high heel in Tiyama, I'm met now. Oh, Brazil, and nobody didn't see Mercy, the NNT. Yeah, my own bet now. Where were you? Where were you? Please put the Mega Sunday pictures here. Sometimes, eh? Some things are just small, small, small sign. Now, look at this. This was the first Mega Sunday, right? Right. And. Are you watching it? The, 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 the next one, it will be at least three times of this. Yeah. Which we are, you know, maybe after that we cannot use this place again for the mega Sundays. We have to get a bigger place. Praise God. And even this one, several leaders were not able to hit their quota. They were not able to work on it. It's only, I think, one or two buses. Joy and somebody. All the chairs we rented got full. We had to make some space and everything. The whole place was hot and everything. I hear what I'm saying. Sometimes some things are just small. Because what God wants is the test, the, the, the sincerity of your heart. I hear what I'm saying. The, it, listen, it does not, it won't cause God and it, 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 it won't take God time to transform your status. But he needs to make sure that you are ready for it. And certain times he tests to prove and to show that to, to let you yourself know that you have come to a place where you are, you are, you are ready to be trusted. Glory to God. So when you come and you see them at that place, don't ask why are they there. We will also ask you where were you? Praise God. 
Say thank you Jesus. Are you here somebody? Tell somebody beside you pour in all your labor. Pour in all your focus. Pour in all you have. It is for a worthy cause. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. So, let's go back to Matthew 13 verse 22. The cares of this aeon. The pressures that can make a person go to the point of wanting to throw in. So, Jesus said, he also received seed. The seed is the word. Among the thorns is he that heareth the word. And the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choked the word and he became unfruitful. So, he's born again, all right. But now, he's not fruitful for the kingdom. He's unfruitful. He's not bearing fruit. Why? He's not winning souls again. Why? He's not giving in the house of God again. Why? He's not praying again. Why? Oh, the, the, the pressure was too much. And me, I'm after saving God. Couldn't pay my rent. After doing this, my, my resource came. It was this. My father needed money for this. We prayed, but nothing happened. Oh, the pressure is too much. Ah, I'm discouraged. Sometimes people don't have to say vocally they are discouraged. It just shows in their demeanor, in their attitude, in their character. But discouragement is a thief that will rob you of the next step, the, le- the step that is remaining into glory. Discouragement is the thief that steals that step. So in the realm of the spirit, there are people who are sitting where Zedani is sitting. And the glory of God and the prophetic utterance of God is here. Discouragement has become a chair and a prison that has arrested them here. Many times, people who are arrested by the greatest discouragement are the closest to the finish line. When the enemy has tried, done everything he can do and tried all he can and all of it failed, the last enemy that will be sent is discouragement. That is why the toughest time for Joseph to believe the word of God will come to pass, the toughest and the hardest time for him to believe was when he was closest to becoming Pharaoh's prime minister. Because when he now thought that finally have ministered to these guys, show them revelation of dreams, and they are going out, so my ticket is secure. They went and they forgot him another two years. That was the time to Charlie throw everything aside. Because two years is not a short time. After coming that long way, we've already gone through about seven uh, about eleven years already. Sometimes there are things that are like final blow. That will just that can that you know, I mean. You, you've, you've tried, ah, you, you heard, ah, the, the strength is left with this one. Ah, ah, ah. Then that one, that final one too. This woman says, Bruh. Ah. <laughs> no! Are you here, somebody? Say no! no. Say no. no! We don't give in. We don't quit. We have seen the future. We are working towards the future. We are manifesting the future. In the name of Jesus. Yes. That was the hardest time. The time Israel must come out of 
Egypt once and for all, forever, is the time they went through the toughest plagues. Glory to God. So the word world here is not cosmos. It is what? Aeon. What is aeon? Let's project it. Aeon is the a cause of life. Are you hearing me? A, a framed or an ordered structure in which one's experience of life goes. It also refers to an age or a period. Hallelujah. Now, knowing this, let's go back to Hebrews 11 verse 3. Are you being blessed this morning? Are you learning something this morning? Oh my God, my God. When we give a member of CJM a microphone in another place, that person must be able to minister God's word with power. What do you think? Yes. Verse 3 says, Through faith we understand that the world, so now you see that the world here is not cosmos per se, but what? Aeon. Were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Now the word framed there is the word in the Greek which is katatizo. Katatizo. Say katatizo. Katatizo means to fit together or to repair. Are you with me? Katatizo means to fit together or to repair. So, katatizo can refer to a framing. You see, like your skeletal structure. Are you with me? Or like the way when some of you were you know, some of us were kids. You used to have toys you used to play with. You know, maybe some of some people played with Alikoto. Some also, <laughs> yes, putting in and things. Some of us too, by God's grace, we played with train rails. You understand train rails? Yes, you arrange it and you put the train on. Then, choo choo, then it is praise God. <laughs> Amen. So, when you arrange the train racks, that is a frame. Are you following? What happens? The train will what move according to what the train racks. Can we project the karatizo? Glory to God. Say karatizo. Say say karatizo. <laughs> Praise God. So it means to fit together, or to arrange, or to repair. There's a reason I'm sharing all this with you because we are coming to a very important revelation. Glory to God. So Bible says God. By the, his words, framed the worlds. Now, in other words, we can say that through faith we understand that God catatizoed the aeons by his word. Are you following? Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed, the worlds, the aeons were catatizoed by the word of God. Now, this is the reason why before things would occur in the earth realm, God would speak them. Take notes. After he had made the cosmos, are you with me? There was something he said. Then as he was making the cosmos, he was also speaking the aeon. Don't miss this. As he was making the physical he was also speaking the aeon, which is the structure and the way by which things will go in the cosmos. That is why he would say, let there be sun, moon, stars. When he's done, he doesn't end there. 
he says let them be for days and for seasons and for times in the earth so on one hand he has made the cosmos which are the physical arrangements then on the other he speaks the aeon which is the way the physical will operate or how the physicals will move within the, the, the cosmos are you catching this so he spoke both the cosmos then he spoke the aeon it's the same way by which when he said let the plants come forth let the herbs come forth he didn't stop there then he said let them bring forth herb yielding seeds within themselves meaning that when the plants come it's not over the aeon of the plants will be that they will bring forth seed and by the seed the plants will grow again so when he speaks the cosmos then he speaks the aeon I hear me when Adam fell God spoke and said that the serpent the seed of the woman shall bruise your head and you shall bruise shall, shall crush your head and you shall bruise his heel what God spoke then was not a new cosmos but was an aeon so from that period the structure and the way life was going to go for humanity was that it was going to move in a particular way so as to welcome the Messiah I hear me Aeon say Aeon say Cosmos Aeon Cosmos are you catching this now now this is why before things would happen God would speak them what was God doing he was framing the course of the world He was framing the course of the world. The ages. And everything that God would speak would become the age or the period. What would go on within that period? That is why in Luke chapter 4 verse 18 when Jesus Christ came, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. To heal the brokenhearted. Are you with me? To preach deliverance to the captives. To set at liberty to them that are bruised. The recovering of sight to them that are blind. And to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he paused there. Are you following? The original scripture for that is in Isaiah. And after that part, it goes on to the day of vengeance. But when Jesus read it and got to that part, he paused there. He didn't add the vengeance. Why? Because the eon and the aeon the age from that period was going to be the acceptable year of the law and that acceptable year is what we are in till now when that acceptable year closes the day of vengeance of the lord will follow let me just show it to you right let's go to luke chapter four are you following this morning are you following speak in terms for the next 10 seconds speak in terms for the next 10 seconds Come on, I can't hear you speaking in the next 10 seconds. We're about to close. We're about to close. Praise God. Verse 18. Look for verse 18. Good. Now, please follow me closely, okay? Jesus was quoting from Isaiah. Isaiah 61. We'll go there after him. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. One day I'll tell you something about this. Maybe, maybe. To preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, To preach deliverance to the captives. And recovering of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised. Next verse.
verse 19 to preach the acceptable year of the Lord amen that was where and read add verse 20 to it for us I want to show you something and he closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down but that's not the full scripture let's go to Isaiah 61 Isaiah 61 I want to show you today we may not be able to go into the part that you come in but this is an introduction I with me so that you can appreciate some powerful insights into cosmos and aeon alright are we there Isaiah 61 or not 6 verse 1 61 this is my most favorite scripture in the year King Uzziah died I saw the glory <laughs> of the Lord every King Uzziah in my life <laughs> praise God hallelujah alright look at it it says the spirit of the Lord is upon me this is the way Jesus was quoting from but observe how he quoted the scripture and where he cut it off let's follow the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek he has sent me to bind on the broken hearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to them that are bound let's continue to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord now look at what follows and the day of vengeance of our God but when Jesus got to the first part, he closed what? The book. He did what? He closed the book. Why? Because it's not yet time for vengeance. So in the aeon and the age we are in now, as he was decreeing the word of God, he stopped it at the acceptable year of the Lord. So the entire world, the age we are in now, is the acceptable time, acceptable year of the Lord. That is why there's grace. He closed it because it's not time for vengeance. When you go to Thessalonians, Bible speaks of the Lord returning with vengeance. That is when the, the other part of the scripture will come into manifestation. But right now, we are not yet in that time. That's why today, people can misbehave and God is showing them mercy. People can stand up and say, oh, what God? Oh, fuck, whatever. All kinds of silly things. And the Lord is merciful. But the day of vengeance is coming. And that day, let me see the person who will be as bold as they were before. Glory to God. The first time the Lord showed me the end of the world. My God, my God. Woke up panting. It was not as it was the light thing at all when I saw the distraction. It was not a light thing. At all. At all. Even recently, when the Lord showed me World War Three, it was not a light thing. And even then I was not asleep. There are things. I will teach you by the grace of God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. How many of you, you want to have an out-of-body experience? <laughs> Yesterday night, I prayed with my sister 
afraid of fall. So I was, I was contemplating, should I teach her first? Should I, you know, praise God? But that's for another day. Amen. So the Lord paused at the acceptable year of the Lord. So the age of the world right now, notice not the cosmos, the age, the aeon, is acceptance. So today, people from all tribes, nation, color are accepted by God. Before it was not so. Only Jews and only proselytes, those who come from the city of Abraham, are accepted by God. You and I would have had no chance. Because we are classified under Gentiles. But Jesus, when he proclaimed the current aeon, all mankind is accepted now. So the window is now. If this window closes, all others should forget it. When the rapture takes place, it's going to be by a, a difficult intense when we go to a particular place I will teach on eschatology and we'll understand something so powerful. Glory to God. Have you been blessed today so far? You can find more inspiring, uplifting, spirit-filled sermons and teachings at Christ Glory Ministries on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on every other podcast platforms. Help reach the lost by sharing links to the messages with your family, friends, and on your personal social platforms. God bless you.